welcome to yet another FIFA 23 World Cup special and today I'm going to kick off with the quarter-final show of the FIFA Women's World Cup 23 down under in Australia and New Zealand. It's been one hell of encounters. First of all, the first of the first of the quarter-final ties featured Spain versus Netherlands and the other one was Sweden versus Japan. Yeah, the 20, 2011 champions were facing off with the, the ever-present, the Swedish, the black, black, black look. Huh? I don't know if I got it right or wrong, <laughs> but they have a very, very fancy, fancy, funny name. Yeah, Sweden were facing off against Japan in the second quarterfinal match. And that one was slated to be around 10.30, 10.30, 10.30 in the UK and about 12.30, 12.30 in East Africa and Arabian, standard Arabian time, yeah. So the first of the matches featured the US against the Netherlands. That was an early kickoff because it was, it was around... It was a morning kickoff for some of the people. It was around somewhere between five o'clock, five o'clock and seven o'clock there in the morning. So I don't know if many people got to see it, got to watch it. I myself just watched a couple of the minutes. I think I, I, I was able to get to get to get set the second half. Yeah, I got it through the second half. And Spain, Spain came out tops, beating the highly experienced. Netherlands, yeah, which is a very, very which is a surprising, surprising result even for me because I was backing up the Netherlands to use the experience to come through, but it seems like they were not able to cope up with the the, the straight and the heaviness hmm? and, and 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 the pace of the Spanish, yeah, Itana Bonmati, Rodondo. This game was. It was one for ages. Hmm? Basically, I'll catch up with it and see the same and see up the highlights. But from the looks of it and the social media buzz it created, it was a very, very impressive match, especially for Barcelona young talent Salma. Salma, is it Salma? Yeah, or is it yeah Selena? But I know the second name Parahuelo. Yeah, she plays for Barcelona. Coming off from a very very impressive season with Barcelona having won the double, yeah, the Spanish league, and the UEFA Women's Champions League, so she was able to continue her streak and she proved decisive, grabbing the winner later on in the extra time, deep into extra time for Spain. Earlier on, the craft had considered a penalty, which was coolly slotted in by. Redondo, is it Redondo or is it Hermoso? No, I'm not sure, so I'm going to check on it. But Spain, Spain took on an early lead, courtesy of a penalty. But the Netherlands quickly came came back into the match, deep into the deep into the second half, almost 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 before the end of the match, by uh, the graft. Yeah, from she, she she went on from from villain to hero, having been the one who had conceded the penalty in the first place. She grabbed the equalizer for the Dutch, courtesy of a good cross from Victoria Pelova, yeah, the Arsenal, the Arsenal midfield, the Arsenal midfielder Kamuinga came out, had a good tournament. And the funny thing about this game was the absence of Jill Road. 
Yeah, Jill Rude and Vanille in the Donk. Actually, Jill Rude played, but she played just a couple of minutes. I don't know if she got an injury or if it was just being subpar or being just not into the game or maybe a tactical switch. No, but Jill Rude had very little to do in this game. She played a very, very short time. And so, but I know the Dutch, the Dutch really, really felt the absence of Van de Donk already missing their key talisman hmm? in Vivian Midema. So losing another experienced experienced forward, experienced hand in Daniel Van de Donk sort of proved decisive. But all in all, that was it. That was the, the game that happened to me. And they actually the same. So the Spanish were able to book their tickets to semi-final, the first, the first of the bunch to do so. And the second match featured Japan, the highly experienced Japan, the 2011 World Cup winners. Hmm? They were featuring for, they were playing against Sweden, the ever impressive Swedish. Yeah? <laughs> the ones who knocked out the previous, the defending champions, US, even if it's through penalties. Yeah. So, riding on, on that wave, on that morale, on that momentum of having knocked out the US, the Swedish took on Japan in a very dominating match. I must say that you could not have really predicted Japan were going to be 2 nil down deep into second half by the 80th minute, by the 85th minute. That was not in the cards at all at all. Sweden really had a game planned. They played as to their strengths and it was no surprise saying Amanda Illestat. I don't know if I got it right, but Amanda Illestat gave them the lead in the first half. Yeah, so Sweden took on the lead in the first half. But even despite taking the lead, Sweden were playing a very, very good game. They were able to contain the ferociousness of the Japanese. They were, they were able to keep them at bay and maintain them. Japan never really got going. Even by the scoreline, the scoreline can tell you that it was a hard-fought affair, but if you really, really watch the match, Japan were never in the match at all, at all. Mm. Sweden really, really had a good game. Composed on the defense, well set up, and a very well-organized midfield as well, linking up with the play. Stina Blackstane is there, linking up with the likes of Aslani mm. and Rolfo, who are very lively in the match. They kept the, they kept the Japanese at bay. They, always, they all, almost break up all their plays, and it was a good show for the Swedish side. Mm. I guess the momentum of knocking out US really, really pushed them on and on. And also, again, in the second half, they were, they were, they benefited from being cool on the spot. As Man City's Man City women's Angels Dali, Angel, Angel Dali, comfortably, 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 took took the penalty from the spot and scored a good goal, giving the Swedes a tonal advantage into the second half. You know the way why it is so surprising because the reason is Japan Japan had single-handedly dismantled Spain in the group stage. And then again they had single-handedly dismantled a very experienced Norwegian side in the round of 16. Hmm? So seeing them not being able to spring spring up a lot of plays against Sweden was very very surprising. Yes, they did come on in the second half, including 
hitting the bar twice and even not scoring the penalty yeah missing a penalty thanks to musovic musovic brilliance he has been one one of the key players in this tournament for sweden he has been the one to watch out hmm? remember i told you about the goalkeepers the goalkeepers are coming out trumps they're coming out trumps in this tournament just like in the men's world cup in 2022 qatar yeah so musovic was able to bail out her side not just in the penalties, he also stringed up a couple of good saves. But generally, Sweden, Sweden were able to contain the match. Japan came into the came into life in the 80, 85th minute there, yeah, because they were able to come to score a goal in the 87th minute, a well-taken counter goal because they had been pushing and they had been pushing. But Sweden were able to contain them. They were able to hold out for the lead. They were able to hold to hold out for the win, and they booked their second their, 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 their tickets also to face Spain in the first semi-final semi-final match of the tournament, which is going to be on Tuesday. Yeah, it's going to be next week Tuesday. But that was a very very impressive. I can say that was a very impressive performance from Sweden. I I for myself did not expect it. Did I did not expect them to be this impressive i know earlier i had predicted sweden were going to get through but i did not expect them to be this impressive because don't don't look at the results if you watch the match it was a very very impressive performance from sweden yeah both on and off the ball they were good with their chances they took them they played to their strengths and they were able to contain japan so that, that is a very very impressive future and so with the exit of Japan, this one opened up for a new champion because for the first time we are going to see a new champion. You know, we are going to see a new winner in the tournament. As all the other previous winners have been knocked out, Japan was the only one remaining. Yeah, Germany, two-time winners have been already knocked out. And then we have Japan and Norway, all one-time winners. They have been knocked out as well. And the reigning four-time winners, US, they were knocked out earlier in the round of 16 by Sweden. So, Sweden have knocked out two champions, two previous champions, yeah, in US and Japan. I wonder if they can be able to go on and win it, you know? If you can be able to, to, to knock off the previous winners, I mean, it really speaks a lot for yourself. It really does a lot for your morale. So, the Spanish better be wary. They better be careful. They better be cautious of this Sweden. They are not playing about. But again, also Sweden have to be very, very wary of Spain. Spain, although they are first-timers in the semi-final and in the quarters, as they were again in the quarters, they are proving to be very, very, a very, very well-organized side. Yeah, With the likes of Puteas, and as I mentioned earlier before, Itana Bonmati, Redondo, the likes of Hermoso, the likes of Parajuelo. They have a whole load of depth hmm, of young talents and great 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 tacticians and great great players hmm? especially if you look at the whole Barcelona side and then you throw in the Real Madrid the Real Madrid two or three four players in hmm? it's looking like a very very good side hmm? Ramona Cardona hmm? on the flanks backed up by on the other hand on the other flank we have Onya Batil at right back hmm? They are a well set up side. And then I think Spain. Spain are playing as well with the 
coming off their scandalous, hmm, scandalous, scandalous actions before, where some of the players actually refused to honor the call up and return to the team due to some due to some reasons. Between there's basically there was this basically a tussle, an issue going on in the Spanish national team with a host of players missing due to their stance on not participating for the team. The likes of Mapi Leon, yeah. Even the likes of Puteas, them Puteas, Bonmati themselves, they they changed their their stance last minute and got back into the team. So can't wait to see how that one will unfold. In the other quarterfinals, we featured the home side against Australia, which, which which kicked off on Saturday, Saturday 10:30 p.m. Actually today, it was kicking kicking off in 10:30 in the morning, and that one was a very very exciting game. Yeah, it went to a goalless draw throughout the 120 minutes, but it was nothing but full of action and excitement and surprising dramas. Almeida, Almeida made a brilliant save. He made a really, really brilliant last-ditch save to deny Mary Fowler, who seemed to have taken the lead for Australia. He missed a sighter. Eh, guys, that game was pure drama, pure drama and vibes. <laughs> he missed a sighter, and the Almeida came out like a winner in that matchup. The likes of Selma Basha, Kashoi, Wendy Renard, they all put in a great shift. The likes of Gioro, Grace, Diani, Lesa Moa, Kenza Dali, they really put on a great shift. But I think they could not have contained, just as I predicted, they could not have been able to contain the surge of the home fund. Because if you could have been in the match at that point in time, it was all Australia. The home fans really came through for the for Australia, for the Matildas. The Matildas were really buoyed. They were buoyed and hmm, by the home support. And you could have felt it when it, when some car came on. It was really deafening. Like it was all noise, all noise, all noise. Whenever a, a French player touched the ball, they were all booze, booze around him. And it was not because they had they, they, they hated them or nothing, but it was just to boost on the home team. The Matildas really, really benefited from this support of the home crowd. Yeah. I really packed up Brisbane Stadium. Mm-hmm. Really, really came through for the Matildas. The game went on and on and on and on. Pray good, good, good performances from the likes of Caitlin Ford, Steph Cutley. Steph Cutley actually pulled off another great, great, great last ditch tackle to deny France from what seemed to be a straight pass to Diani. She was able to put in her foot and clear the ball. And also Mackenzie Arnold. Mackenzie Arnold was really impressive, as well as the ever-present Alana Kennedy. Hmm? The likes of Russell and Gori, they, they came through them. They were not as impressive as in their previous ones, but they put in a good shift, you know, just to get them through the win. Yeah. And also, this game, this game came out surprising because... Just when the games, just, just just when the the final the final whistle was about to be blown, right in the the end of the 120, the French coach, Renard, he made a substitute. He made a substitute for the goalkeepers with one eye on the penalty. That was a really really surprising. It really 
not a lot of people were expecting that, but he turned into prime Louis van Gaal for the Netherlands. Eh? Remember when he used to bring on, <laughs> bring on the former Newcastle goalkeeper just in time for the penalties, and then the Netherlands would, would go on and win in the penalty shootouts. So Renard also pulled pulled another rabbit on the hat, yeah, and. She substituted first-choice goalkeeper Perrot Maignan for the experienced, the experienced shortstopper, the number one actually, the number one jersey. Can't remember her name, but she actually, it seems like she was brought on in the tournament for this sort of moments, and she did almost. The the, the, the gamble did almost work because she saved like two penalties, but. The night just wasn't for the French. Mm. The French suffered their another, I think it is their fifth or sixth knockout exit in major tournaments because in the 2013 Euros they were knocked out in the quarterfinals, the 2015 World Cup they were knocked out in the quarterfinals. Mind you, the World Cup in 2015 it was a very, it was a very very close one. Although they did, they still knocked, they were knocked out in the quarterfinals. Then in 2019 again at home they were knocked out in the quarterfinals and in the summer game Oli- summer Olympic games they were knocked out in the quarterfinals again and then last year Euros in England they were knocked out in the semis yeah so to lose again in the quarterfinals has to be very very traumatic eh? it has to create some some sort of mental block on the French team and if you look at the French squad. This is one of their golden generations. Hmm? The Kashawis, the likes of Kashawi, Selma Basha, Katitu Diani. I know they were missing Antoniette Katoto, but they still had a great, great, great team. Hmm? Their all time top scorer, Eugene Le Saumon, hmm? and the ever impressive, ever, ever eternal leading captain, Wendy Renard. Hmm? This team, this team was very, very it, it, it is one of France, France, golden generations in the women's team. And still, they couldn't get through past the quarters. Really, really unlucky for them. So, it took, it took 20 penalties to decide a winner with the first one. The first one was taken by Basha, and Basha really, really... She had a she, she had a good game, but she took a very poor penalty. First of all, it was, it lacked the power, it lacked the pace, and so it was easily saved by Mackenzie Arnold. It actually didn't trouble the goalkeeper. The second one, for the first one for Australian was taken by Caitlin Ford. She took an almost similar penalty, but the difference was this one was it had pace and power in it, so it was able to get to the back of the net because the goalkeeper. As experienced as she was, it just couldn't get. She just couldn't get to it. Then from the next one, the French scored the next three penalties. Very well taken. Yeah, yeah, very well taken penalties. And we witnessed a very rare miss from the standing skipper, Steph Cutley. Yeah, she missed from the spot, which is very very rare of her. She has been very very good. On the penalty duties throughout the tournament in the group stages and in the knockouts yeah but that that one did not deter them some car came in and took away 
took hers very well and slotted in in the middle. And then the decisive penalty came to Kenza Dali. Kenza Dali actually had to take the penalty twice because the first time she took it, Mackenzie Arnold was judged to have been off her line. So she took it again. And in both instances, Mackenzie Arnold was able to save. The funny thing is, Dali, she placed the penalty in the same same direction, the same same spot as before. I guess she really she really thought she could get one over over her WSL colleague. <laughs> but aside from the penalty miss, Kenzadali has had a great tournament. Remember this is this is her first major tournament that she's participating in. Mm, yeah, because in the Euros, in the summer Euros, she she really didn't feature much. So for her to play this much into the World Cup. This was, I think, her first major tournament to really, really participate in, yeah, and to really, really play a part in it. But it just happened, it, it wasn't the night for the French again. Courtney Vines got the decisive penalty after seeing misses from Mackenzie Arnold, who herself, after making a good save and the duty falling on her to put her country through to the semi-finals, she hit the bar. And then again, she had to pull on a couple of few saves and also depend on luck. Yeah, because in Besho's penalty, the 19-year-old, she really had deceived the keeper. Yeah, she really had a good penalty, but it just struck the bar on the wrong margin, on the wrong side, because it struck the bar and went out. That was a very, very down moment for the teenager. Mm. But with penalties, you can never really tell because they're just they're just very they're just a 50-50 affair. Yeah. So Australia advanced through penalties at the expense of the French 7-6 and booked their ticket to the semi-final match. This was going to be a very very it was going to be a very very hard-hitting affair. Just as I said, and for some reason, I'm saying my prediction is coming true. Yeah. So Australia, they were able to get through past the French as I thought they would, although I thought it was going to be in regular time. The second, the last quarter-final match of the day featured England versus Colombia. Yeah, Colombia, a very very impressive Colombian side, who remember by the way they are participating in this tournament for the first time. They are the first timers. So even for them to reach the quarterfinals, it was a record. It was breaking a record on its own. So they came in. They did not even entertain England. They they gave them a run for their money. This was a very it was a very impressive game. It was a very entertaining one. And for the first half, the lionesses they were pegged back. They were being outplayed. They were being outplayed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I know. I had also predicted the lionesses to get through to the semis and book a date with Australia, but. For the first for, for the first 30 minutes 40 minutes or so the lionesses were they were not playing mm. they were destabilized by the young energetic colombians south americans mm. who put in really a good shift linda caicedo was once again impressive yeah she gave the she gave the experienced lucy bronze a very hard time and she was one of Colombia's brightest spots who by the way themselves they had to deal with 
an early loss to injury for to Arias. Yeah, I think it's Damaris Arias who went off with what looked like to be a sprain of the knee. I really hope it is not another ACL because the ACLs in this tournament they're getting they're getting disappointing, man. It's getting disappointing losing it's, it's already hard to lose a match and then losing a player. No no no. We just hope it is not as serious as it seemed to be because she will, she tried she tried to really get him back into the match but her knee her knee just gave in. She could not continue and so they they were forced to make a substitution early into the game. Yeah. But that one did not face them as they still were able to keep England at bay and for some moment they were even able to dominate them. In the sequence of play that led to them getting their goal, which was by the way, which was a very, very brilliant goal, Astana. Yeah. Santos caught Mary Apps a little bit off her line and she made she she, she, she made one of those that seemed yeah, the, the cross goals, the ones that seem that they are like a cross, they are like a goal. But as you can see, the goal again and again, it was well intended. It was it was reaching, it was reaching out for the far corner, for the far post, because she had already spotted Mary. Mary Abs was a bit off her line, so she gave Colombia the lead, and they were able to press on and press on and gas on the English side. Mm-hmm. But as the game went on, went on, yeah, due to the, the injury that I mentioned earlier in the match, the match was added like added seven minutes, seven minutes of added time were played, and England were able to get their equalizer in the just before the end of the first half. Yeah. In those after those added times and like three minutes, four minutes before the time was added, so around the fortieth minute. England were really, really impressive. They really pushed on. They really, really dominated the Colombians. And as the as the time was added for extra seven minutes, they continued and they continued. And it is their push and and, and their surge on for Rincolaiza that really brought it home. Yeah. Thanks to a mishandling of the shot by the Colombian goalkeeper Perez, who really fumbled with the ball. Yeah. Let's just call it as it is. She she was unlucky in that one. She fumbled with the ball and Lauren Hemp was the quickest to react yeah, to the ball and she latched on to it for the equalizer. She actually had a very good tournament, Lauren Hemp. She had not I mean not a good tournament, she had a good game in this one. Yeah. England No England, they, they did miss Lauren James and even in the way they were playing feel that they were missing the deft touch of the young Chelsea forward but they were able to go through and in the second half Arsenal's new signing the one from they bought in from Manchester United Alessia Russo pulled up with the goods and gave them the winner after a very great great impressive play from Lucy Grounds and Lauren Hemp again who again if I have to say again she really had a good game I think she was she was my play of the match for me yeah despite the official play of the match being handed to Russo, but for me, I'd have to say it was Lauren Hemp. But although Russo did play a very good game, especially off the ball, she was very good with the press. She was always, always pressing the defenders. Her tireless effort of the ball, she had very, very good work rate. She had a very good work rate, by the way. And it, 
it was only fair that she she got the winner for the lionesses it was a good reward for her so that was that england progressed to the semi to the semi-finals to book a date with australia and this is the second time that the english are reaching the semi-finals having done so again back in 2019 where they met they bowed out to the eventual winners the americans back in france so let's see second time are they going to be lucky although they're going to be facing a very very hard opponent in australia because as i remember as i mentioned again the reason why majorly australia got the best of france is because they are the home team you cannot underestimate being the home team england themselves are testament they are a testament to what being a host team can do having one of the england the the, the, the home the home euros back in the summer of 2022 so you can't underestimate the value of being of playing at home of playing a home tournament this one is going to be very very hard it's going to be very very exciting it's going to be very hard to predict in my earlier segment i had i had rooted for england i had and i'm still sticking to them i know it's going to be hard but i am almost hoping i am i am still i still see they are going to be i still think they're going to to get through they're going to get through to the finals and in the other and by the way remember australia australia already they have made a record yeah they are the first australian team male or female men or women youth senior name it in all stages to make it to a world cup semi-final so that one is a huge feat on its own these girls are changing the view and then the history of football in australia it will never be the same again mm-hmm. they are making they are making great great history they are making great great records and it is very really positive it is really positive for the women's game back in australia yeah and i think this home tournament is generating the desired effect because as you can see the whole country has rallied behind them including the co-hosts new zealand who are knocked off early in the group stage mm-hmm. they have now rallied against their they have now rallied together with their neighbors and their next and their co-hosts australia and this one is going to be making whoever is going to face australia which is england is going to be in a very very precarious spot england themselves in the colombia match they seem to have very few supporters mm-hmm. and you know for some of them most of them they were the australians themselves because being members of the commonwealth and having a host of their players there yeah, a lot of the Aussie players they play in the WSL back in England so that could have factor e factored in for them supporting the English but now it's going to be England against the whole country yeah so i really really i'm really excited to see how they're going to fare to fare in that one in the other semi final is going to be featuring Spain versus Sweden it will be played on Tuesday Yeah, it will be played on Tuesday. The Spanish will be playing against the ever experienced Swedish. Yeah. Sweden themselves, they have been they have never reached in the semi-finals of the World Cup. The last time I think they were knocked out in the quarters as well. 
so this one is a first for them and as, as i mentioned against spain it's a first time they are really reaching to the semi-final because most of the time they are knocked out in the round of 16. so are we going to see a first ever final appearance for sweden mm -hmm. or spain yeah. how is it going to unfold that one is one to look out for as i said earlier before all these teams they have never won the world cup most of them they are the the, the closest anyone has ever been to getting to the to winning it has been england in the 2019 semi-finals so this one is going to be a first time winner it's going to be a first time winner and we have the lionesses we have the matildas we have the the blogloots and then we have the spanish team spanish women team yeah this one is going to be very exciting i cannot wait i cannot wait this world cup has been very exciting first of all it has been very very exciting imagine the adrenaline hmm? the nervousness and the pressure that is on australia being the home team hmm? so much is, is expected from them and they're still coming up with the goods hmm? and then you have your first time first time participators the first time quarter finalists and semi-finalists spain hmm? This one is, it has been very, very impressive. Yeah. You cannot underestimate now any side. I still, I still maintain my picks, my picks for the, for the, for the, for the, for the, for, 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 for the winners. I'm going to stick with England. They are the lionesses. And even if they don't, even if they don't make it to the finals, I'm going to stick with Australia. Yeah. Basically what I'm saying is, I'm still I'm still predicting England to get through to get to get the best of Australia in the semi-final to book their slots in the final and now on the other side I had predicted a Netherlands win so since Netherlands have been knocked out by Spain I'm going to go for Sweden I'm still going to go for experience experience is going to come through in this game because yeah 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 spain they have been good they have been good and all and they have on paper they have the best code in terms of the likes of puteas redondo boitana itana bonmati and all but don't rule out the swedes the swedes they have already knocked off two former champions in the us and japan so i can't i can't i can't rule out them in fact i'm going to I'm going to root. I'm, I'm predicting them to come through to get the best of Spain. It will be an all European encounter, and therefore, I'm thinking maybe a slight win, a slight narrow win. Yeah, a narrow win. Probably a 2 1 or a 1 nil. Yeah. So I'm picking Sweden, Sweden to book their ticket to the finals, and on the other hand, England will get the best of Australia. Uh, on, uh, also, a very narrow win, probably a 1 nil or a 2 1 as well. But I will not be surprised if both of these games they go to the penalties, yeah. And also, they go to extra time and, and to penalties possibly. Because, as you can see, a lot of a lot of play, a lot of play is riding on these games. There's a lot to play for. So. People are very serious. The girls are very serious. The players are very, very well connected. They are, they are, they are very well alert. Hmm? 
and they're not taking they're not taking anything into chance. So that's what I think. That, that so that that, that 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 that's what I think the games will end out. They will play out like that. And as for the finals, suppose England get into the finals. Suppose I'm right and they get into the finals and they face off Sweden. It will be a rematch of the quarterfinals of the Euros whereby England came out trumps. And I don't know what is playing into the psychology of it all, but I still think if England face Sweden in the finals, they're going to get through. They're going to win. Remember, they're the reigning European champions. Huh? And if they get through to the finals, we're going to see the return of Lauren James. And she might be decisive. She might be decisive. Yeah. As I said it. So, keep an eye. Keep an eye on this one. Keep an eye on this one. Yeah. In the event that, for some reason, England, they are eliminated by Australia, then I'm picking Australia to go all the way and win it. I don't care who the other opponent is going to be. If Australia get the get past England and make it to the finals, they cannot lose a home final at home. They cannot lose a final at home. They won't lose. I will put my money on it. Yeah. If Australia get past England and make it to the finals, they're going to go all the way and win it. Yes. So that's it. But generally, my pick still remains England. The Lionesses are going to take it. Yeah. So... The semi-finals are slated for Tuesday. Yeah, Spain versus Sweden is going to be the first one to be played on Tuesday. And then Australia versus England is going to be played on Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be played on Thursday with just one day rests. Actually, no. The second semi-final, there's... England versus Australia is going to be played on Wednesday. Yeah, so that they so that they will rest on Thursday and then the final be played on Saturday. Saturday on the weekend. Yeah, to wrap it off and the third place to be played on Friday. Yes. So Keep up with the dates. Tuesday, Tuesday we are going to see Spain versus Sweden, and then on Wednesday we are going to see Australia versus England in the second semi-final, and the final one, and then then the the final is going to be played on Saturday, yeah, and the third place, the third play playoff is going to be played on Friday, yeah. So that's it. That's my take. Anyways, it's been an impressive World Cup so far, by the way. True, true to the theme, it's been beyond greatness. This has been a very, very good, good tournament. Even for the sides that have been knocked off, it has been huge. It has been huge. And this is good for the women's game. I completely, completely love it. And for the first timers, the Jamaicas, the Moroccos, the Colombians, they, they, they should not be ashamed of themselves they put in good fights they for example morocco were able to be the first arab nation to play in the world cup they were able to be the first african nation to reach the round of 16s as well mm-hmm. alongside nigeria so this one is going to be it's going to be good it's it can they can only build on better from that one they can only go up and up so 
as we've seen in the previous tournaments the, the tournament gets the, the, the excitement gets keep get keeps getting better and better the tournament hmm? the game keeps get keeps improving yeah things get keep getting better and better and better like for instance if you can if you can see the turnout for the the last the last women's tournament yeah the euros the euros that were played in england the turnout was up it was a great increment a great a great improvement from the 2019 world cups and let me not fool you the 2023 world cup in australia it has also been an improvement it has also seen a rise in the attendances in the in, in the vibe in the general growth of the game and you can see it is not very very surprising to find the there to find the world cup trending on twitter it is most of the time it is the number one trend hmm? despite it clashing with the opening of the premier league yeah it's still able to maintain the numbers so let's keep an eye on it it's been an exciting tournament so far and by the way so far our top scorers for the tournament i go on and back amanda illes that amanda she has four goals and remember she's a defender she has four goals so far i continue to back her up she might she might end up as, as the top scorer and remember as i said the top scorer is going to be a six goal top scorer it's, it's not going to get beyond six goals yeah it's going to be six goals so i still have amanda amanda illustrate and also i can throw in i can throw in russo because she has two goals and so far the top scorer has four goals so she still has a chance in two games in two games she can score one and one so she can match the top scorer or she can even do more so and her being a forward actually puts her in the best of positions to actually do that and also don't rule out Lauren James if England make it to the final finals Lauren James might just come in and do in the whole golden boot by herself remember she has three goals already yeah she had a brace in the game against china and she had one goal against denmark so that gives her three goals and also we have we have who else who else who else do we have yeah so far I, I, and also don't don't rule out bon mati i turn up on mati yeah but so far my top scorer pick i'll give it to I I have to pick one if I had to pick one name I'd say Amanda Amanda Elias that yeah and if Sweden get knocked out I'm going with Alessia Russo yeah so that's it so anyways just remember the dates as I've said before we have the first quarter they have the first semi-final match next week in, on Tuesday Spain versus Netherlands versus the, the Spain versus the Sweden yeah Spain versus Sweden on Tuesday and then on Wednesday is going to be Australia versus England keep an eye on it and don't don't you dare miss out on this one it's been beyond it's been beyond excite, exciting it's been beyond beyond entertaining the FIFA World Cup 23 it's been beyond greatness see you see you see you once again i'm out
And remember to catch us on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts and Castbox. Yeah, we are also on Spotify and we are also on Podcasters for Spotify, formerly Anchor. And you can follow us on Twitter on our page, the Fantasy Football KE Podcast. Yeah, that's our Twitter page. Get interactive, tweet us, share with us, share, share with us your thoughts and opinions. And leave us your feedback. We always reply and we always follow back. We always follow back for those who follow us. So get interactive, get interactive, follow us on all socials. And remember, Fantasy Football KE. That's the only thing, that's the only name that should be on your playlists. Adios.